A Freedom of Information request by the Canadian Taxpayers Federation revealed that Prime Minister Trudeau was eyeing something like a $60 billion wealth tax. Now, it's not a new idea. The NDP's Jagmeet Singh has been pushing for that for a number of years. It's one of his priorities. And the target's to go after assets, from homes to businesses to investments that women and men have accumulated after they've, they've paid dozens of other taxes, including income tax, sales tax, property tax, and they've taken that and made it with what's left over. But no one should be surprised. Come on, the biggest problem for government is financial, especially in light of their goal to dramatically expand the size and scope of government. Things like Pharmacare, an example. Of course, that's what they have been doing. I mean, government now supports much of the media as another example, $600 million media bailout fund. And plus there's other business support programs. But it's not just pandemic related. As the Parliamentary Budget Office recently reported, the federal government spent or plans to spend $576 billion since the start of the pandemic. I mean, it's a number so big, it's incomprehensible. But what's important to notice of that $204 billion had nothing to do with the pandemic. But the point is, governments need money, they want money. So the question is, where are they going to get it? And that's an important question. Well, politically, they know that the majority of Canadians support higher taxes as long as they're not the ones that have to pay it. So for the majority of us, the so-called wealth tax actually fits that criteria. And I suspect there won't be much concern that has been ineffective in jurisdictions where it's been tried. You know, as one of the most respected economists in the country, Jack Mintz, points out, out of the 12 countries that had a wealth tax in 1990, only four still do. And they collect only small amounts of revenue. And just a little FYI, projected tax revenue of measures like this virtually never realize what the government says they will for the simple reason that when taxes rise, people change their behavior. I mean, they could move jurisdictions as they did in France when President Francois Hollande raised the top income tax rate to 75%. Well, people just moved. And the same thing happened in the UK a few years earlier when they had a high income surtax. I mean, come on, this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone given how we all know people who literally, I mean, there's tens of thousands in Canada who actually cross the border into the US for cheaper gas, which is only possible because they have lower gas taxes at the pump. So come on, if we're talking big money, let's not pretend we'd be surprised if people change their behavior. But I'll leave the unintended consequences of implementing new taxes and focus on one other aspect that is so rarely mentioned in the country. But I think it should be, especially when politicians like Mr. Trudeau, Mr. Singh, and many others want a bigger piece of the assets of someone's business, which is inevitably the focus of a wealth tax. I mean, inevitably, the people who propose a wealth tax have never put themselves on the line, saved the money, started a business, took the risk, and put in the hours to make a go of it. But presto, they want more money from people who have. The vast majority of politicians don't have an inkling about what it takes, that you have to first save the money to start a business. And you've got to put in those long hours and the stress. I mean, come on, especially over the last two years, when literally tens of thousands of business owners struggled just to have their businesses survive. And this is at the same time, by the way, members of Parliament gave themselves a raise. In fact, three raises, starting April 1st, 2020, right through to this past April 1st. It doesn't mean they're not wonderful people. I'm sure they are. But it may explain why they're so casual about pushing for a wealth tax by anyone who's managed to accumulate the assets, including in their home or especially in their business, and they invest in Canada.
I mean, for the most part, at least excluding, come on, those few businesses that they're well collected and they connected rather and they just parlay political connections into big money. No, for the most part, men and women work their tail off, face the ups and downs to make their business a success and hence accumulate assets after paying significant other taxes every step of the way. But somehow these politicians want more. And by the way, if wealth tax proponents are not sure about the ups and downs of owning a business, maybe they should get out in the community. Go ask a restaurateur, a conference organizer, live events company, hotelier, tourism operator. I mean, the list is so long. What the last couple of years has been be- uh, been like. I mean, what? Sleepless nights, churning in the stomach when you're not sure if you can pay the bills or a loan payment, or maybe you're going to be forced to lay somebody off. Now, I appreciate it's more difficult when you're a politician who hasn't missed a paycheck. No. They have a secure pension. I mean, they sit there and they've got extended benefits, including dental, that 90% of us can't even dream about. I mean, the push for a wealth tax begs, hey, when is enough enough for government? What is government and our fair share of what somebody else has earned? You know, Thomas Mulcair, former head of the NDP, he had an answer. He said taking over 50% of what someone has earned is no longer taxation, it's confiscation. But on the way to the great reset agenda of ever bigger government, Mr. Mulcair's attitude is considered now populist extremism.